Hello and welcome to the podcast from Commonwealth Magazine. I'm Michael Jonas. Governor Charlie Baker signed a big criminal justice bill this month. Most of the changes are geared toward easing the heavy hand the system applies to offenders and toward helping them get back on their feet and hopefully stay out of jail. The bill has received widespread but not universal praise. Along with lightening some sanctions and removing mandatory minimum sentences for some drug offenses, the bill also introduces new mandatory minimum sentences related to the synthetic opioids fentanyl and carfentanil. That drew a sharp rebuke from Seti Warren, the former mayor of Newton and one of three Democrats running for governor. Warren said he would have vetoed the bill because of the new mandatory minimum provisions. Now, that in turn drew a fairly sharp rebuke from Senator Will Brownsberger, co-chairman of the legislature's Judiciary Committee and one of the lead sponsors of the bill. He called the position uninformed and said after Warren issued the statement that he decided to endorse one of his rivals for the Democratic nomination, Jay Gonzalez. Well, we aim to convene the conversation on important issues facing the Commonwealth and so are happy to have Seti Warren and Will Brownsberger here for today's installment of the podcast. Seti Warren, thanks for being here. Great to be here. And Will Brownsberger, thank you for being here. Glad to be here all together. And so there's, there's a sort of political dimension and a policy dimension, I guess, to this. And, you know, we're more focused on, on, on policy here at Commonwealth. And so, you know, let's start out at least with a look at, at the policy issues here at stake. And so we'll uh, sort of make the case for the, the new provisions in the bill that seem to sort of go against the main thrust of it, which is, as I said, sort of lightening the load and removing some mandatory minimums. Why, why add these new mandatory minimum sentences related to these drugs? Well, so first of all, this is a bill, I think that you, you said it, but it really goes soup to nuts across the criminal justice system from the beginning to the end, from what's a crime to the issue of diversion to bail to solitary confinement to compassionate release to all the things that happen to people after, fees, fines, quarry, whole host of dimensions that are about lifting people up instead of locking people up. In the, then there is a, a group of things that we do to minimum mandatories, uh, which um, include eliminating the most common, well, subst- almost eliminating the most common minimum mandatory, which is school zones, uh, eliminating the minimum mandatory, which accounts for the most man years of incarceration, which is the, 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 the cocaine mandatories. That, those cocaine mandatories ac- accounted for more man years of incarceration than all the heroin, you know, class A trafficking mandatories put together. Um, so in the context of, of that negotiation, uh, you know, this is not something we started with in our bill, um, but... Right, this, there, was, this ended up in the House yeah, version, and right? Yeah, ended up in the Senate, and, and there, were, there, were, there were people pushing it in the Senate as well mm-hmm. to create these new... This, to, to take the existing fentanyl offense and make it a mandatory offense. You know, is that going to have an impact on incarceration? It may have some impact on incarceration, but you, you set it up next to all the other changes we're making... Uh, in the context of a bill where you have to get support, you accept it uh, because you know that even just focusing on the minimum mandatories, you're doing a lot to reduce incarceration. Never mind everything else in the bill, but let's just narrow it to drug minimum mandatories. There's a, the net net is a significant reduction in incarceration. I want to be careful there, by the way, that you know nobody really knows how those numbers are going to work. Someone would argue that, look, judges aren't really going to do anything that different anyway because they take these crimes seriously. You take away the mandatory, they're still going to send people. So nobody really knows exactly how much difference eliminating any mandatory will make. But if you look at the current volume, um, the mandatories we eliminated, uh, in net-net of the couple of mandatories we added, net-net the impact is 
less incarceration due to minimum mandatory sentences. Okay. And so, Seti Warren, but the, I mean, this raised a big red flag in your in your view in terms of yeah. the of the whole bill. Talk a little bit about <clears throat> what 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 uh, what was so troublesome to you about this uh, these provisions. Well, first and foremost, um, I, I want to acknowledge the incredible amount of work uh, that has been done. Uh, to get to the point where we are, where we're actually reducing certain types of mandatory minimums. I, you know, I have the utmost respect for uh, the senator uh, who's been working on this for many years, um, as well as many activists out there um, and, and legislators. Uh, so my aim here in any way is not to disparage their work uh, or their leadership on this, including uh, the senator here. Uh, let me tell you why I took this position. Um, I know uh, that mandatory minimums are discriminatory. I know uh, that they don't reduce crime, and I know that they don't reduce addiction. Um, on the discrimination end, we know 20% of the people uh, that live in Massachusetts are black and Latino, yet 73% of the people incarcerated by mandatory minimums are black and Latino. Um, I've talked to people, I've listened to experts in this field, uh, I've talked to family members uh, who um, have uh, loved ones who have been incarcerated by mandatory minimums. Um, I also um, acknowledge, and at the highest levels of government, uh, my former boss, uh, President Bill Clinton, apologized for uh, putting in place uh, these mandatory minimums and, and supporting them um, in the 1990s because he uh, realized after looking at it, uh, and, as many others uh, do, that these are discriminatory um, and they've hurt community colors. Finally, as an African-American uh, male uh, whose father uh, uh, sat at the sit-ins in the 1960s um, in North Carolina at school, went to jail for uh, civil rights, for me, um, I look at this, and I believe uh, this is a matter of principle. Now, I, Charlie Baker introduced this new idea of mandatory minimums for fentanyl and, and uh, carfentanil back in the summer. Uh, this new mandatory minimum was included uh, in this bill, and that's where why I said I would not sign legislation with new mandatory minimums. As much as uh, we've done uh, great work, or the, the legislature had done great work in greatly reducing uh, mandatory minimums, I stood uh, very strongly, and I still feel that way as a matter of principle, introducing new mandatory minimums um, is, is a step too far for me. So that's why um, I said I would veto legislation. Mm -hmm. so, so is it well, when you take away more than you add, how does that work? I mean, You're asking me that question, obviously. Yeah, I mean. uh, look, you know, for me, um, I'm all for compromise. You know, if, if I had... Um, a bill uh, that uh, came to me uh, that had all the things that you included in there without adding new mandatory minimums, I would sign it, you know. And by the way, th for me, this is uh, the difference between having a Democratic progressive governor and not. Um, if I were governor, um, I don't believe or I'm hopeful we would not get Charlie Baker's proposal uh, coming to my desk with new mandatory minimums uh, because I Unless made maybe it clear, he got elected to the legislature and he filed well, it, I would right, make it, a st if, state rep from okay, if Charlie was If yeah. Charlie was in the legislature, yeah. I would have made it clear yeah. that I would not sign a bill with new mandatory minimums in it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, understanding that the Senate um, is more progressive than the House, 
Um, I believe the weight uh, goes towards uh, progressive, more progressive Senate with a more progressive Democrat uh, that would not uh, see a bill uh, that included new mandatory minimums. So, yeah, but I from, think it, I'm sorry, I could finish. Yeah, so that so from my perspective, um, again, I, that's where I drop uh, a line. That's where, for me, uh, I stand by my principles, not adding a new destructive mandatory minimum that have, have just decimated communities of color. Um, I wouldn't do it. Um, I, I don't want this to be about you know the House or the Senate one more being progressive than the others because plenty or really me and the governor because there's lots of people that feel that um, you know dealing fentanyl is tantamount to murder uh, and and there is you know there's a lot of people hundreds of people dying every month with these new chemicals yep. uh, that really are extraordinarily dangerous so there's plenty of people in the legislature Democrats and Republicans that feel strongly about fentanyl. And so having a minimum mandatory for that, which, you know, the fentanyl, the opiate epidemic is white and black. It's not all about black um, people, you know, dealing this drug or something. That's, that's not what's happening. It's, it's not a racial thing. This is a drug that's, uh, that's killing people all across the board. And um, so, you know, it, it, it's not that this is Charlie Baker's thing. It's, it's the thing that came out of the legislature. There were senators who favored it. There, there was you know, House members who favored it. So this is a compromised product that comes out of the legislature. Uh, which net-net uh, shifts resources, shifts enforcement away from the little guy, from their low-level drug dealer, uh, whatever they're selling, uh, you know, onto traffickers, um, and net-net reduces incarceration. And I think very likely whether you were there or Governor Baker was there, this bill would have been on your desk. And then to say, you know, I'm going to veto this, even though it is a net positive bill, even on mandatory minimums, everybody's just sort of shaking their head and saying, what does SETI know that we don't know? I mean, and black, white, Hispanic legislators voted for this. This is not about um, race. This is about doing something to lift the little guy up and, but nonetheless keep a focus on uh, the most dangerous crimes. Uh, I'm all for, uh, by the way, um, increasing penalties for people um, in this regard, car, uh, dealing uh, fentanyl, carfentanil. Yeah. Um, so as far as punishment is concerned, I, let's, let's ratchet that up. Where I draw the line is mandatory minimums. You know, I believe very strongly uh, this law, these laws have been so destructive uh, to communities all across the country, in our commonwealth, communities of color. You know, I'm all for compromise. I mean, I've been a mayor for eight years. I've compromised on different pieces of ordinance, um, certainly budgets. Uh, I am not going to compromise my principle knowing what I know and the history behind mandatory minimums, uh, putting people in jail. And that's how I think about this. And frankly, that's the job of a governor, uh, to take a principled stand, um, introduce that into uh, the legislative process, um, and not be afraid uh, to uh, have that disagreement with uh, his or her own party. But, but the question and, is, and do you think that nobody in the legislature has principles? I mean, do you think every, every no, no, no. but Not people people have the same principles? Many people in the legislature have exactly the same principles sure. that you're announcing. Yeah. But they realized that to get what this bill does, they had to work with people. They had to compromise, and that's what came to your desk. And at that point, you know, I, I don't understand it. But I mean, are you against all mandatory minimums? Yes. So drunk driving. I'm against all mandatory minimums. Senator Drunk Moore. driving for you man, against mandatory minimums. I'm against minimums all for, mandatory minimums, Senator. I, I said well, it. Well, let's just uh, check it out. So, mandatory minimums all mandatory for murder. Minimums. Mandatory. I am against mandatory minimums for murder. I don't believe in them. I believe in for any higher, crime. 
How about, how about owning a machine gun? I don't believe in mandatory minimums. So assault weapons. You heard, you, you, I've answered the question. Uh, so it's assault, cr- assault weapons, drunk driving, child molestation. Um, no matter what, you're against mandatory minimums. I'm against mandatory minimums. Okay. They're destructive. What we should do is ensure that the penalties for these crimes are high um, and ensure that uh, judges are uh, employing their responsibility and putting people behind bars that don't believe on the, belong on the streets. Against mandatory minimums? What do I minimums? believe? Against yes. mandatory yes. minimums for shooting cop up, police officers? Again, I'm against mandatory minimums. For all those crimes. I, again, I'm against mandatory minimums. So we heard but it for I wanna, all those crimes. Okay. I, wanna, I just want to be clear. I, I, they don't work. We know that. I'm against for – I, I want to make sure we have strict penalties in place. But I also believe uh, here, as a matter of principle, we need to have a chief executive uh, that's willing to uh, push back and change the way what's happening, uh, some of the things that haven't been happening on Beacon Hill. I mean, one of the areas I'm most concerned about, for example, is the state police. I don't think it's a problem for the governor, for me, as a, certainly as a governor, to say, ask the legislature to uh, put in place an independent commission uh, to uh, review the oversight and management of the state police. I asked the, uh, the legislature to do that because it hasn't been happening. Uh, that's the responsibility for the governor. It, it, it's, uh, from my perspective, I don't think there's anything wrong with the governor challenging the status quo when when needed. And it doesn't mean that I'm accusing a legislator of not having a principle. It just means that I believe there needs to be a chief executive with principle and leadership. Mm-hmm. The budget process right now, we've got uh, another example. I sent a letter to the governor and the Senate president, the House uh, Speaker last year, uh, to put uh, honesty and transparency in the budget process. We got a budget downgrade uh, by the, excuse me, downgrading of the, of the bond rating, the state of, uh, standard and poor's, first time in 30 years. Um, I made a proposal to um, uh, have a level service maintenance budget presented, uh, five-year revenue projections. It's, it, I believe the job of a chief executive uh, is uh, to uh, uh, work towards principle where they see it, make sure we're doing uh, – that they believe that the state's doing the right thing for the people of the state of Massachusetts in this regard. And I don't see any problem when a governor says – they disagrees with uh, members of their own party, whether it's in mandatory minimums or whether it's on budgeting, and, whether it's the state police. And, Will, just on, on this question, I'm curious. I mean, as you've said, and I think SETI have both said, obviously governing is, is, a, is a, a matter of compromise and give and take. I mean, was that the case for you? I mean, did you sort of give and take? If you could, wage, if you could have waved a magic wand, would these – would these mandatories not not be in there? They weren't your idea, no, or no, your, they, no, they, they, they weren't. They, they weren't my idea, and, and they wouldn't they, be there. They, and, and you can understand that people say the bill seems to, it does kind of seem to send a mixed message. And there's been a strong feeling that particularly drug, nonviolent drug offense mandatory minimums. You know, as Seti says, you know, and the Chief Justice Gantz has been very uh, uh, outspoken about the racial disparities in in their use, and and just the question of as much as we are horror struck by the opioid epidemic, again, it's not clear that we sort of can incarcerate our way out of it. And so even though there's sort of a, there may be a natural impulse that, you know, we treat this drug and the, and the sale of it differently than we do cocaine and others because it's so deadly, you know, do we, is that, is that sort of, uh, you know, jail focused approach going to necessarily work or, uh, Again, as I said, this wouldn't—you wouldn't have had it in there if you could have written the whole bill, right? Yeah, no, I, I, 
wouldn't, but I, I, right. I did include making fentanyl a class A drug and mm-hmm. so folding it into the trafficking structure for heroin. Because, you know, if you're going to have any mandatory minimums, if you're gonna, fentanyl better be one of them. But, I mean, you know, I sort of come back to it. I mean, if this is a, you know, you, have, you just have to look at it in a larger context. If, you, if this is the only, if this is, you know, principle matters, but numbers matter. I mean, you're taking away the most common mandatory minimums. You're going to you know, they touch the lives of thousands defend, of defendants every year. And these relatively niche mandatory minimums you're, you're, you're making an issue out of. Uh, so it's, 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 it's just not really rational. But, I mean, as governor, if this is a matter of principle, would you be filing legislation to repeal all mandatory minimums? I mean, yeah. If the, Okay, so you would file legislation to repeal gun I mandatories? Would, I, would, I, would, I don't believe in mandatory minimums. So you'd file so legislation to repeal them all? I don't believe in mandatory right. minimums. And, and you so, said you would, right? Yeah, so, Seti, I, I mean, one sort, I, of proce- the question. one sort of procedural question <laughs> okay. that I know a lot of people have raised sure. is that the governor could can send back a bill with amendments. So people have said, why would you have sure. not sent it back and basically – uh, you know, strike those provisions from it, and I get if if I'm right to to return them, would that require a two thirds vote to reinstate them? Uh, well, let's see. I mean, if you, it's not you return the you, you don't return the the individual item. You return the whole bill. Yeah. Uh, you know, with suggestions, and then it's I guess it's just a majority vote as to whether you want to accept those suggestions, and I guess the governor can then veto it without the suggestions and override it. It gets a little right. It gets. How you right. play that through gets a little confusing. Okay. But but it seems like eventually you could have gotten to the point where you kind of force a isolated vote on these provisions. And then we could have seen, I guess, it sort of separates the wheat from the chaff. Is there really support, you know, for these provisions? And, and you know, I would imagine a lot of your progressive colleagues would have voted against it if there was a a, a, a separate vote no, but that there, could no, have been we did, there, made we on did, these We did, right? Provisions. We, had, we, had, we, had, we had these votes in the Senate, and a majority of senators – me included, voted against uh, you know, so, some of these things that would have added new mandatory minimums. Right. Um, I'm not sure the vote was exactly the same as what was you know, okay. ultimately in the House. But, yeah, we right. voted. We, we had opportunities to vote against mandatory minimums, and the Senate did. Mm-hmm. But then everybody who's, who then did that voted for the whole bill because right. they know right. that you have to take a little bit of bad mm-hmm. with all that good. And so I guess back to the question uh, – what about this idea of having not vetoed the whole bill, but re- the, this process of, of fi- returning it with amendments? So I believe the job of a chief executive in this regard is to be very clear about principle. Um, the legislature has a job. The governor has a job. What's the role of, of a, a leader? Where does that leader draw principle in line? Again, we know mandatory minimums are discriminatory. We know they don't work. We know they have incarcerated thousands of people that shouldn't be in jail. Um, for me, um, this is exactly what the job of chief executive is, is to be very clear that they would veto this legislation if it came to their desk and uh, to drive uh, policy. That is what I believe the job is. And again, I don't think there's any problem with having a disagreement over policy with your fellow Democrats. I mean, I, I don't think that that's an issue. I think at times that is needed. Um, and this is a time when you're adding new mandatory minimums. Again, there are things in the bill that I actually wish were there uh, that, and I would have signed it. You know, one of which is raising the, the juvenile age for crime to 19, 18, 19. That wasn't in. Uh, if that was in. And so. But if that was in with the minimum mandatories, would you then have signed it? No. 
Okay, so, so no matter what but, you put in the, the bill, if there's yeah, a, minimum, the, a single minimum mandatory, my point you don't is, sign it. My, is point, it? my point is yeah. compromise mm-hmm. is, in fact, I'm, I'm all for compromise. I would have signed the bill without putting a new mandatory minimum in place. Senator Brownsberger went through some really great things in that bill yeah. about five minutes ago, ten mm-hmm. minutes ago, which are excellent, which are going to uh, really move the needle on justice. When you add new mandatory minimums in place, like Charlie Baker proposed um, and was included in this bill, that's where a governor needs to draw the line. And that's the difference between having a Democrat, I believe, in that corner office and Charlie Baker. Uh, that's my belief. And if, I, if as the senator mentioned, um, I made that clear to the legislature and they sent me a bill uh, with new mandatory minimums, Charlie Baker wasn't in the legislature from Swanscott, I would veto it. I would not sign it, and I'd ask them to send it back to me with, uh, without the thing in there. If they overrode me with two-thirds, then, you know, so be it. But that's the job of a governor. At, at certain times, we compromise. A chief executive should compromise. Um, but on principles, I believe uh, uh, a governor needs to drive policy in that principle. And that's – so we respectfully disagree, Senator. I know. No, but I what is right. a compromise if you don't compromise principles? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, every, every, every compromise means compromising yeah. principles, yeah. right? Well, I mean, that's what you always have to do. One of my principles, as I said, in the illustration of this bill, I would have liked to see an all mandatory minimums gone, but, you're, you know, that we were reduced, and they, uh, you did some great things in the bill. You didn't do some of the things I would have wanted, like, you know, the raising the age to 19, but I would have signed that bill. If, if, if in fact, you, you didn't include Charlie Baker's man, new mandatory minimums, I would have signed that bill. So that, that to me, is compromise. At a certain point, a leader has to draw a line in the sand. Um, adding a new mandatory minimum, Governor Baker's uh, proposal, is where we need to stop uh, the madness of incarceration. We got. Why are we adding a new one? It's wrong. That's what I believe. I, we respectfully disagree. We do. All right. Well, I think that's, uh, that's where we'll then leave it. And I, I want to thank uh, both of you uh, for coming in for today's uh, installment of the podcast. Eddie Warren, thanks so much for coming in. And uh, Will Brownsberger, thanks to you. You've been listening to another installment of the podcast from Commonwealth Magazine. I'm Michael Jonas. Listen to us every week here. Subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>